Design New Podcast, Episode 1. If you are looking for tips, tricks, and inspiration to keep your life on purpose, join us in my free Facebook community, Create the Life You Want, hashtag Design You, and surround yourself with other people choosing to live by design and not by default. Are you ready to create the life you really want? Welcome to the Design You Podcast where I talk to everyday people who know life can be done differently with a clear mindset, positive attitude, openness to growth and their willingness to take life to the next level. Get ready to design you. Hi guys, Tina Murray here. Today I'm welcoming to the drawing board writer, speaker and host of the Defining Audacity radio show, Drew Myers. Drew uses life or bucket lists to inspire people to keep their goals, dreams and aspirations in the spotlight so that they live a bold, adventurous and intentional life. His goal is for people running in the quicksand of life to stop saying, I'll do it tomorrow and to take action today. Join me as I chat with Drew about living a purposeful life. Hi Drew, thanks so much for joining me at the Design New Podcast. Hi Tina, how are you? I'm fantastic. Yeah. So you're joining me from Texas. So tell me what it is. Is everything bigger in Texas? Like how big is your life? What are you doing to design your best life? I'm doing a lot. It's fantastic. It's uh, it's exciting is what it is. Um, we go way back. But I don't know how much you know about me. Mm-hmm. When I graduated from college, I had 11 jobs at 11 years. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. My dad told me when I was growing up, if you're not happy with what you're doing, go do something else. Life is too short to wake up and go to a miserable job every single day. Well, I embrace that with both arms, for sure. But most people don't listen to their parents, so why did you listen to that one? <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't either, but that one, stu- that one stuck with me. That little nugget stuck with me. And I, was, I just was trying to find my way in the world trying to find that job that inspired me for more than two years or found that job that, you know, I didn't feel taken for granted or that just lit me up inside. And I just kept looking for it. And I kept looking for it. I was everything from a college football coach to a, um, I worked for nonprofits. I was a consultant. I started my own business. I just, I just couldn't find my way. About two and a half, three years ago, they moved a radio station to the little town that I had relocated in, in Glen Rose, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I was selling real estate here, and I just didn't like that at all. I was losing every single day. I thought it was very greedy. And they asked me if I wanted to come and be on the morning show of this radio station. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. And I could still do my real estate on the side, but I had this vision. And I told them this. I said, I want to start my own radio show. It's all about living on purpose. It's about life lists. It's about bucket lists. And they're like, oh, we'll talk about that later. And I'm like, okay. So I came on, I did the morning show and I proved my worth. And then finally they gave me my own show. Mm-hmm. And now this radio show, this um, live on purpose initiative has grown into something really cool. It's called the defining audacity radio show. Yeah. And you use hashtag live on purpose all the time. So I love what you're doing because it's along the same lines. And it's growing into this amazing five-headed monster that involves 
video and possible TV show and speaking engagements. And the radio show is syndicated now. We're about to be on our fifth station here regionally. And it's just fantastic. And the premise of the show is, is very simple. We want to inspire people to live on purpose. We want them to stop saying, I'll do it tomorrow. We feel like that's naive and ignorant. We want people to put their goals, dreams, and aspirations in the spotlight. We want them to live a bold, adventurous, and intentional life. Now, we use lifeless or bucket list to accomplish that goal. We don't care how people start living on purpose, but we live in a society where people don't, where people aren't, where people are, we say, running on the hamster wheel. So we use lifeless or bucket list to yank them off that hamster wheel and to wake them up and to get them to live you know, live life. And I love what I do now. I get to talk to people from all walks of life. You've been on the show. You're, Absolutely. A, you're a member of the Defining Audacity family. And uh, it's, it's really cool to, to talk to people about their goals, dreams, and aspirations. Because we talk about a lot of BS stuff in this world. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys talk about in Australia, but we talk about the price of gas. We talk about the price of milk. We talk about our sports teams. Okay. Which is fine. But my gosh, how many times can you talk about the Dallas Cowboys? How much can you talk about the Texas Rangers? So we feel like we're talking about the important things, our goals, dreams, and aspirations. And I just give people the outlet to do that. So how do you start that conversation with people? Do you just walk up to people on the street and go, tell me what your goals and aspirations are? Does it take a level of trust to get that with people? It does. And I don't do that. But it doesn't take me long in a conversation just to ask people, and this is the question we ask everybody that comes on the radio show, do you have a life list or a bucket list? Now, let me explain real quick the difference between a life list and a bucket list. Life list, we're putting an emphasis on the life, not the death. The definition of a bucket list are things you want to do before you kick the bucket. Yes. But we feel like everybody thinks they're going to live forever, so they just keep putting it off. We'll just do that next summer. We'll just do that next year. We'll do that after the kids get out of school, whatever. So we say lifeless. Lifeless also include those little things that we just put off for whatever reason. Even if it's just a particular restaurant you want to eat at or a movie you want to see or a book you want to read. So that's included on there also. It doesn't have to be big ticket, over-the-top items. So it's stuff you can do every day if you really wanted to. You can have Absolutely. a, a lifeless thing every day if you want to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... I, as I'm talking to my guests or I'm talking to friends, I'll ask them this question. Very simple. Do you have a life list or a bucket list? And the conversation goes one of two ways. They either do or they don't. Yep. And if they do, it turns into this converse, cool conversation about what's on it. If they don't, it's almost like throwing spaghetti against the wall and saying, okay, if you did have a list, what would be on there? And I love those conversations because it gets people. Yeah. They, by the time we, we're done talking, they have five, six things. They're like, yeah, I, I, there are some things that I want to go do. So. And do they often go and do that straight away? Like are people, once they get this concept, are they ready to embrace it? Or do, do you find some people take a bit of time? Like, I, I think they take a bit of time. We say it's vision and action. And we stole that from an author. It's about the vision is making a list, putting it down on paper, yep. and the action is taking a step towards accomplishing that goal. Even if it's the babiest of steps, typing something into Google or Yahoo, mm-hmm. and, you know, when is the best time to go to Australia or, you know, what are the prices of these cruises or, you know, whatever it is, yeah. that is, that, that is considered action. So to answer your question, I don't know. I think a lot of people get caught up in it when they're in studio with me. 
They're like, oh, yes, live on purpose. I love this. Yes, this is great. I'm going to make a list. And then nothing happens. They get back on the hamster wheel, unfortunately. That's the thing I often find with people I work without accountability, whether it's to someone we know or to a coach or to someone like you, often we do get caught back up in our everyday life. I have people come to my events and they go away and they go, yeah, I'm going to do this, this and this. And without that bit of accountability, without me following up and going, hey, where are you at with that? I find a lot of people just get caught back up into, as you said, the hamster wheel, back in their rut, the same stuff gets piled on them every day and they, they lose that vision. So how can we help people find that vision and keep it? We, after we ask everybody if they have a life list or a bucket list, we tell them that we want to see a copy of it. Okay. Because we want to help them mark something off their list. It's fun to make a life list. It's neat to mark stuff off, but it's life-changing if you can help somebody else put their goals, dreams, and aspirations in the spotlight. Yeah. Ask them to see their list. Now, with that said, I would say probably I see 20% of my guest lists. Wow. They say, oh, yeah, 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 we'll get you the list, we'll get you the list. Wow. And I don't ever. I don't ever see it. So the next time I see them out in public or I see them at an event, it's awkward because they know that I know that they know that I know that I don't have the list. Yeah. So, but it, but then it's, it's also cool because it gets them thinking again. They're like, yeah. I haven't done that list for Drew. I don't care why they do a list. Do it for me, do it for them. I don't care. But let's yeah. put some stuff on the paper that you want to do. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know what it takes to get people to, to not only drink the Kool-Aid, but continue to drink the Kool-Aid and enjoy the Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. And to take a sip from it every day. That's what really works. Every day. Like. That's, I like that. I'm going to use that. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> Quote me. <laughs> so what exactly, I know you've got different parts of your list. I know part of it's about giving back. So what, what are the elements of these life lists that you help people with? You never know, unless you have the conversation, how you can help somebody mark something off their list. I'll share this story with you. A young lady, she's a singer-songwriter from Oklahoma. Her name is Caitlin Butts. Came on my radio show. And we talked about her music. And we talked about her story. We like to hear everybody's story. And then we asked her the question, do you have a life list or a bucket list? And she didn't really have one. But she did have some things that she wanted to do. And she told me that she wanted some donkeys for her mom. Okay. Okay. Kind of random. <laughs> but I had some baby donkeys that I had to get rid of. No way. So, so she started going talking about something else, you know, some venue she wanted to play at. I said, whoa, let's talk about those donkeys some more. And I said, I have two baby donkeys I need to get rid of. So I – Loaded up two baby donkeys and my family in the back of a horse trailer. I didn't put my family in the back of the horse trailer. <laughs> but, um, and then we drove to Oklahoma, which is probably about two and a half hours from here, and delivered baby donkeys to her. But anyway, I never would have known that mm. in a million years if I hadn't asked those questions. Yep. Now, some people throw some stuff out there, and they want to skydive, which I can't help them with. They want to climb a 14,000-foot mountain in Colorado. I can't really help them with that. Mm -hmm. But if they wanted to run a marathon, I'm a runner. Maybe I could put a, a running plan together for them. Or maybe they wanted to meet somebody that I know, that I have a connection mm -hmm. with. But until you have those conversations, you never know. Yeah. And I think the thing that you're saying, and this is what I love about the design new stuff that I come up, everyone's different. 
Everyone has different dreams. Everyone has different aspirations. Underneath, we all want to be loved and cared and supported, but our manifestation of that is so different. We're all so different. So what I love about it is it's so personal and it's about people getting in touch with who they are. To create Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, an, it's another way to tell your story, whatever it is that you want to do. Because the, the big question, and we don't really have time to get into it on my radio show, but the TV show that we're talking about producing and the videos that we're tarting, starting to produce, we can. Is why? Why is that important to you? Why are baby donkeys important to you? Yeah. Why is climbing that mountain important to you? Yeah. And now your story starts to come out in a, in a different way. And I think that is what I love more than anything is the stories. Mm. Everybody's story, everybody's story is different and I want to hear yours and his and hers. Yeah. And then, and then we can tell it in a different way with these life lists and bucket lists. And coming back to stories, a big part of the stories we often tell ourselves aren't always positive. We've got a whole lot of beliefs that hold us back. And I'm sure that the people you're working with have things that have held them back. There's a reason they haven't done this stuff. So tell us about that. Fear is a weird and powerful and crazy and stupid thing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's what, what are we, what are we scared of? And that's the thing that comes up more often than not is people are scared of failing and people are scared of looking stupid. Mm -hmm. I taught the class on this um, at a couple, at a couple of universities here in Texas, continuing education classes. And it's easy to stay on the hamster wheel. It's easy to, to not step out on that limb and do something different and do something scary. And for a lot of people, it's that, that comfort level. People are terrified with being uncomfortable. Right. Where we, we, me and my advocates, we want to help people to be comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's when you can be dangerous. And I mean dangerous in a great way. Yeah. So, but, but that takes practice. That takes stepping out there and not falling. Mm-hmm. Being like, okay, I can do this again. Or stepping out there and falling and being like, okay, I stood back up and I'm okay. Yeah. And I, think, I think that is what I have to offer people is I've failed. I mean, 11 jobs in 11 years, I have failed. Yeah, but, maybe not. <laughs> but, but, but I'm okay. Yes. I'm, I'm fine. I've started businesses that have failed. I have taken jobs that did not work out that I thought, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be the, this is what I want to do. Yeah. But I'm fine. I'm great. No regrets and I'm loving life. But isn't that a point? I mean, failure is subjective. Just, you know, you look outwardly, 11 jobs in 11 years. For some people, the way we were brought up. You know, when you're 50 years old, the way I was brought up 50 years ago, you have one job, you stick with it for the rest of your life. That's changed these days. It's, it's evolved sure. from that. But for some people, that would look like failure. But the way I look at that is what did you get from every one of those jobs and what's that brought to you to where you are now and how much understanding does that give you of people and keeping them on the treadmill and why that's stuck. So I see in all your failure... <laughs> So much positivity. So tell us a bit about that. Um, how, do, how do you help people to reframe that? Well, it's funny you say that. You're, you're in the minority oh. that, see, that sees that. A lot of people, when, I, when I'm doing a speaking engagement, 
And I tell people that and I, and I get it out of the way because normally it's in my bio. Mm -hmm. So when they're introducing me, that's what they're talking about. 11 jobs in 11 years. And you watch these adults squirm in their seats. There is, they, they feel sorry for me. That is, that's what I get more than anything. They feel sorry for me, but I remind them that I wouldn't be where I am right now, loving what I'm doing, excited about waking up every morning. If I hadn't gone through that, mm -hmm. at least you got out of the way in 11 years. You didn't wait 50 years to get out of your job. Exactly. And it's, it's funny because you look around the room and after you explain to them about no regrets, you know, waking up every morning, fired up, excited about going to work. Yeah. And you can see in their in their minds, in their eyes, in their head, they had the same job like you just explained mm -hmm. for 11 years yeah. and they're miserable. Yeah. And they're like, now they don't feel sorry for me. Now they're jealous. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and it's just about testing the waters. It's just about stepping out there. We, we go back to life list is marking that little thing off mm -hmm. that little thing yeah. that, that type of food that you wanted to eat sushi. Let's just say that yeah. always wanted to try sushi and saying, dang it, we're going to, I'm going to go eat sushi right now yeah. and going eating sushi and then coming back, whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter. And then taking a pen and marking it, marking through it on your life list. Mark it off. And you're like, hmm, okay, what else do I want to go do? What else can I do? And as the things get bigger and the further you step out there, the more powerful it is. I mean, it, when I broke four hours in a marathon, I was bulletproof for days. I was like, bring it on. I can do anything. Because it, because it is something that I failed at and I kept trying and I kept trying and finally I did it. And I was like, hell yeah, let's ride. Yeah. Let's what are we going to do now? And doesn't that make such a difference to your mindset? I talk about when I do some speeches about this guy I met one of the times I went skydiving. And the reason I did my second skydive is the first one, for some reason, didn't freak me out. And I'm like, okay, so now that's psycho, the fact that didn't scare you. <laughs> so like, I need to do it again. And this particular skydive, there was a guy in there who was petrified. He almost didn't get on the plane. He was so scared. But he did, I give him credit for that. He did it and he jumped. And when he got off that plane, like when he landed, sorry, got off the plane, when he actually landed after skydiving, the rush going through him was so different from mine. Like I had an awesome skydive. I really enjoyed it. But watching him and see the change in him, I feel like he would take that for the rest of his life. I did that thing I was so scared of and I came out and I was okay and I would hope, I don't know this guy, but I would hope in future he looks back and goes, you know what, I did it. And so that can maybe be a prompt another time when something's scaring him to go, you know what, I jumped out of a plane and I thought I couldn't do it and I've done, I can go and do something else. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, when we talk about making a list, if you can do the low-hanging fruit. Where do you want to go? What do you want to see? What do you want to experience? What do you want to learn? Those are easy questions, okay? Mm -hmm. You have to ask yourself hard questions. What scares the hell out of you? Yeah. You put something, you know, heights, jumping out of an airplane specifically, whatever it is. Yeah. What is something you failed at that you want to try again? When you start asking yourself those types of questions, those are the things, those are game changers, like you said. Yeah. Those are things that will last a lifetime and carry you a lifetime. Yeah. So I totally agree with that yeah. story with what you said.
I believe fear is our biggest motivator in that it stops us from doing so much. So it motivates us to do nothing. Yes. It's ridiculous. The other thing that I think that paralyzes us is the, the over analysis of everything. <laughs> Instead of just doing it, we, you know, we analyze it to death. We think it to death instead of just metaphorically jumping, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's just doing and just going. And those though, yeah, fear and over analysis. Yeah. You'll be watching a whole bunch of Netflix. Okay. That's, that'll be your mm-hmm. way you're living life. Yeah. Yeah. So before we wrap it up, tell me what's been the best thing you've done on your life list. Cause how many life lists are you on to now? I started my first one almost nine years ago and I have now a life list of 55 things to do in 555 days. Okay. That expires next June. So I'm working through that. Some of one of the coolest stories that I have is from the previous life list and it's kind of a two part story on my life list was to teach my son crash how to ride a bicycle. He was probably five when I put it on the list and I just wanted to, it's important for me to be an engaged father and play a role in my kids' lives. So I was like, here's something great. I'm going to teach my son to ride a bike. Well, crash is very athletic. Crash goes down to his great grandmother's house, gets on a bike, two wheel bike, no training wheels, starts riding around. I get a video from my wife that says, Hey, look what your son's doing. And I'm like, but I was supposed to help him do that. Anyway, I didn't feel right to mark that off. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to supplement something on there. Okay. Sure. That's the preface to the story. My son loves the song Live Like You Are Dying by Tim McGraw. Okay. And for those that aren't familiar with it, the chorus is I went skydiving, I went Rocky Mountain climbing, I went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. Live Like You Are Dying. And so how we're dropping That's his favorite song. That's awesome. <laughs> it is. There's a great video of him singing it when he was five or six years old. But he asked me one time, he said, hey, daddy, you went skydiving, right? Yes, sir. We're driving down the road and I'm looking back at him. And he goes, daddy, when we went to Colorado, you went Rocky Mountain climbing, didn't you? Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. And I could see it. Mm -hmm. Hey, dad, when are you going to ride a bull? (laughs) And I was like, you want, you want daddy to ride a bull? And he said, yes, sir. So I did. I put that in lieu of teaching my son to ride a bike. I put ride a bull on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Bike list. And talk about fear. Talk about outside your comfort zone. Talk about, I mean, I live in Texas, but spoiler alert, not everybody in Texas is a cowboy. I wear <laughs> boots, but... I'm not a cowboy and I'm definitely not a bull rider, but I got on the back of that bull and I rode for 4.7 seconds. Is that I fell off, I, yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of <laughs> fell off the back. I didn't get thrown off. It wasn't violent, but it felt like I was in a car wreck. I, my adrenaline was going, I was going to get back on the bull to do it again. And they kind of talked me down and said, Hey, wait a few minutes. And then I realized that if I never get back on that bull for the rest of my life, I am a bull rider. So I never did it again. So, but I got to mark it off and talk and going back to 
getting over those fears. Tina, the bull tried to jump out of the chute forward. I'm not kidding. There's a YouTube video. I'll send it to you. It's unbelievable. And I stayed right there. And I did not get off that bull. Now, mainly because my right leg was like wedged in the chute and I couldn't get out. But I, I stood in there. So that's one of the coolest things that I ever marked off because of the backstory behind it as well and how important it was for my boy. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I actually remember you actually did that not long before you interviewed me for your show. And I stupidly said at the time, oh, my God, I would love to do that. And then I got off the phone from you and I'm like, what did I just do? If I tell Drew that that's what I want to do, he's going to get me doing it. So I'm not going to Texas. Oh, I did realize, though, that no um, travel insurance is ever going to cover me. So I've actually got a blanket. I'm out. (laughs) We can find something else. We can supplement something else in there. It doesn't have to be like a bowl. We can do something. Maybe one of those little donkeys you're getting rid of. A little donkey. Yeah. That would, be, that would be anticlimactic for sure. Yeah, it, would just, no. it would just sit there. Yeah. No, I love where you come from with it. And what would you like? I mean, I know for you, Bucket List isn't about the end of your life, but you've just made me think, what is it that you'd want to be remembered for at the end of your life when all this work that you've done about people living their aspirations and their dreams? Whoa, uh, that's a heavy question. Um, but it's an important question. It's about, it's about legacy. Mm. And it fires me up when people tell me that our message has spoken to them, whether it's they finally went to that concert that they wanted to see at that particular venue and they send me a message about it and they put a hashtag live on purpose mm-hmm. or they tell me stories about making lists with their kids. Cause that's one of the most powerful things that I've ever done is make a life list with, with, with my son. Yeah. Those type of things just feed my fire. I just hope it keeps going. I hope it, is this really cool, amazing spiral of greatness. And people are, that's, that is the normal, the new normal, that that's what we talk about. Or it's not weird if I come up to a random stranger and be like, hey, what's on your life list or your bucket list? Yeah. You know, it's almost, it's almost expected that that's the question. And, it, and again, I have to reiterate this. It's fun to make a life list and it's neat to mark stuff off, but it's life changing. If you can help somebody else put their goals, dreams and aspirations in the spotlight. If I can get my hands on somebody's life list and I can scroll down and see, Hey, I can help you do that. That gets me going. That's what fires me up. Cause a life list, a life list can be pretty selfish. Can be all about me, 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 me. We're trying to kind of flip it on its head. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose too, when I'm thinking about as a legacy, what, you're showing people, your kids to start with by working with them through that, but also what you're showing other people about what's possible in their lives. That's an awesome legacy to have. And I don't see why that wouldn't continue for their generations as they can continue. If, they, if they've taken something from it, hopefully they can inspire other people to do the same, which is brilliant. I hope so. And I, mean, I know this, we can't keep dragging this on, but anybody can make a life list. Anybody can do it. But it has to be built on a foundation of gratitude and contentment and your motives have to be pure and relational joy has to play a role in it too. It has to be built on a solid foundation or otherwise it gets buried under soccer games and bills and work and the mindless TV that you watch. So it's, it's not just, hey, write some stuff down that you want to do. You have to be coming from a very good place. A grateful, a grateful place is probably the biggest thing. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. So remind us again about how people can get in touch with you. 
Uh, follow us on Facebook is probably the best way. They can go to uh, Facebook backslash Defining Audacity, or they can go straight to our website, DefiningAudacityRadioShow.com, and they can see all of our podcasts on there. They can see um, all of our social media feeds. They can read about the initiative itself. My life list is on there. If you need help making a life list, we have tools on there that you can do that as well. So pretty neat, yeah. Awesome. So, Drew, tell us what you would like to leave with people. If you're telling them how to design their life, what's your biggest message for them? This is, my, this is the one I've been doing at the end of my speeches, and I do it at the end of my radio show about once every three weeks. Okay. Stop using the word busy. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because here's the problem. We're lying to ourselves that we're too busy. If something is important enough to you, you will do it. But the problem is we throw out the busy card. Oh, I'm just too busy. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. And then also when you stop using the word busy, you become very aware how often you use the word busy. And what I think is funny, people use it like a badge of honor. I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Like, Oh, so busy. And I'm like, I'm not impressed. I don't care that you're busy. That, that means nothing to me. Yeah. I, had a, I had a friend of mine tell me one time, I said, how's everything going with the kids? And she said, so busy. And I said, really? I'm so busy. And she goes, so-and-so just made the cheerleading squad and we're getting ready for her senior trip to Washington, D.C. And she had something else going on. And I said, and the adjective that you went with was busy, not exciting, not life-changing. You went with busy. And I just thought that was so interesting. So you can say anything else. I say ripping and running means the exact same thing, but I'm just taking that word out of my vocabulary. Cause so I stopped lying to myself that I'm too busy to do whatever it is. If you want, if you want to do it, do it. Then you will do it. That's the funny thing. So stop saying, stop using the word busy. That's my challenge. Perfect challenge. I accept that challenge. I All right. love that. I'm going to keep tabs on it. I'll let you know how I go. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for joining me. I have loved having a chat with you. You're always so inspiring to talk to, and I really do believe you've got a huge legacy that you're, um, that you're sharing with the world already, and it's just expanding. I can see the Live the List movement getting bigger and bigger. Thanks, Tina. I appreciate it. Hey, I love, I love what you're doing also. I think it's awesome. Keep doing it. And if there's anything that we can do for you to help push your initiative, let us know. For sure, we'd love to help. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Drew. Really appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, Tina. Are you ready to create the life you want? Pop over to tinamurray.com to grab your free copy of the Design You Cheat Sheet and start creating the life you want right now. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Design You Podcast. You'll find the show notes over at tinamurray.com. Can't wait to see what you create as you design it, communicate it, and live it.